Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line Mike and Gabby Grinberg. They are the founders of Proofpoint Marketing. You can find more about them at proofpoint.marketing. If you missed yesterday's episode, go back and get yourself caught up. We had a great conversation about how they're a husband and wife who have this great business together, how the how they started working together. They went from, you know, they're a couple of hustlers with they have agency, corporate, and startup experience, and they brought their expertise together uh, after some life events happened and built something that is both fulfilling and very successful. So proofpoint.marketing is where you can find them and you can check out their brand new podcast that just launched, Mixing Business with Pleasure. So check that out. Mike and Gabby, welcome back. Hey, Mario. Good to see you or hear you. (laughs) It's great to have you back. We had so much fun on the last episode. And something that came up that I kind of want to talk to you about, because on the last episode, we talked about how you guys work together, being husband and wife, you know, how your company started, all of those things. But you both have very diverse and in-depth marketing and business backgrounds. And so like when you guys came together to start the company, you both had the chops to do so. And you both brought skill sets that complemented each other and were able to help you with clients and serve clients in a very profound way. One of the things that came up that's very hot in today's world that I hear all the time is personal branding. It comes up a lot. People talk about it a lot. And I think today with social media and you know online, all the different platforms, everything, having a personal brand, regardless of what, whether you have a full-time job, corporate job, or you have your own thing or whatever it may be, everyone has their own personal brand these days that they're putting out there. So being that you do what you do professionally and how well you do it with Proofpoint Marketing. I'd love to hear your take on personal branding and how you help clients with their personal branding. Yes, yeah, so I think, you know, the, the personal branding, I mean, it's been around for a long time. I mean, if anybody follows like people like Gary Vee, he's been talking about it forever. But I think more recently, especially after COVID, we have a bunch of people that lost their jobs and things kind of got turned upside down where you can't see people in person. Your digital personal brand has become that much more important. And like you said, Mario, it's not, it, it's for everybody, right? There's a, there's a value to it from a business perspective. So we can talk about that. But first, like even, you know, what I'll, the people that generally do a decent job of it are people uh, that are, you know, running their businesses, entrepreneurs, et cetera, not all of them, but the people who often kind of push it to the side or have been are individuals that work for somebody. And I think what people are realizing is that, or should be realizing, is that your personal brand is like your resume, 
but it's out there even when you're not looking, right? So your LinkedIn profile is part of your personal brand. It's not just your resume. It's out there telling a story about you. So if you're out there, if you've lost your job and you're, you haven't visited your LinkedIn profile in a while, you should. You know, review your about section, add some featured stuff, review your subject line, all those fun, all those fun things that people help people find you and understand who you are and potentially want to hire you. Um, and that was one of the, I, somebody randomly re, uh, reached out through the network and she had lost her job and she was looking for some pointers. The first thing I told me, like, look, forget your resume, just start putting things out there, create that personal brand, put out content, show people what you're good at because that's what matters and that'll get people coming to you rather than you coming to them and then you can bypass sometimes some of those you know automated applications and whatnot which we all know how those work um let, let me ask you a question real quick like mm -hmm. you said i think you're absolutely right that everyone has a personal mm -hmm. brand when would it be advantageous for someone let's say you have a corporate job and you're working and you're doing your thing What's the advantage of also having a personal brand in conjunction with what you do on the corporate level? Mike, I'll jump in here. I, I think that um, what we're seeing, especially on LinkedIn, I mean, tw you know, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's other social channels out there. But LinkedIn is really the premier social network when it comes to, you know, biz business and 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 career and professionalism. Um regardless of whether you're working for somebody and you have a corporate job, you should be cultivating your LinkedIn profile. You know, it, it, when LinkedIn first started, I remember this was many, many years ago. I, I had joined the network um, after I, I was close to graduating from college. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, put up my profile and, and use it to find information on, people who I'm interviewing with, you know, the companies or the, or the, the hiring managers, but um, the platform has evolved so much since then. The, and, and the way that people use it has really changed. And, you know, to specifically and directly answer your question, Mario, people should be using LinkedIn, not just when they're in the market for a job, but use it as a tool to talk about who you are, what you do, your pro your professional values. Um, yes, and you can even support the company whom you work with. Now, of course, a lot of a lot of companies might have some you know rules and 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 guidelines around talking about um, the company on social. So you know, do that with with it with caution, and do that as it relates to your company's guidelines. But there is nothing stopping anyone out there from building a personal brand on LinkedIn. And there's there's many ways that you can do that. I think um, I'll give you an example of what I do. If somebody reaches out to me completely cold, you know, I don't know them haven't met them before and they want to connect with me, um, I'll accept, if I feel like it could be a good opportunity for us to connect, I will accept their connection and then I'll immediately respond and I'll say, hey, thanks for connecting with me. I look forward to learning from you and sharing our passions on, on LinkedIn or whatever it is. And I will tell them in the body of, of that message you know, the four or five things that I consistently share about on LinkedIn so that they know that if they're seeing content from me, it's going to be around, you know, these four or five things that I consistently share about. And for me, that's entrepreneur entrepreneurship, you know, starting my business. I talk about Proofpoint. I talk about digital marketing. 
um, and more specifically B2B marketing, which is what we do at Proofpoint, I share about our podcast, Mixing Business with Pleasure, and how it is to work with a spouse. And I also talk about um, something that I'm very passionate about, which we talked about in, in the previous episode, which is you know prematurity awareness, maternal health awareness, um, and and things of that. You know, those are those are causes that are very important to me. So, people that connect with me cold on LinkedIn that you know, don't know me, but want to connect, I'm telling them right up front, hey, these are the things I'm going to talk about consistently that you're going to interact with. So I think that's a really easy thing for um, somebody that is sort of wanting to build their LinkedIn profile and build their LinkedIn presence is pick, you know, the four or five topics that you can talk about that are that are valuable to you, that pertain to your professional background, and maybe things that also matter to you as a person. Because one of the biggest changes that we've seen on LinkedIn is that it's not just about what your company does, the products you sell and the services you provide, but it's about you as a person. And at the end of the day, whether you're working in B2C or B2B, whether you're working in marketing or healthcare, um, whatever the industry is, people want to connect and ultimately do business with others whom they can that, that they can relate to and that they like and that there's a personal connection. So I think more than anything, um, building a LinkedIn presence is about putting yourself out there, being real, being sincere. And providing valuable content that people in your network can learn from. How do you balance your LinkedIn? Because I've played on LinkedIn for quite some time. I mean, I was on LinkedIn 10 years ago when it first started, but I thought at the time it was just, and it was at the time, it was a resume holder, basically. Right. And, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. So, knock on wood, as I knock on wood, I didn't, I've never had to go look for a job. I've just had my own thing. So, about, oh, probably three years ago. I started to get more engaged with LinkedIn because everyone started telling me how LinkedIn has actually become a social network instead of just a resume holder. So I started to play with it and I realized that I was getting more play from engaging with other people's content than I was on my own. Now, don't get me wrong. You have to have your own content, right? Because if, you're, if you don't post your own stuff, if you don't put out original thoughts, then you don't really have a brand, I, I think. Right. But talk about how you balance putting out original content and engaging with other content so that you stay active in the community. Yeah, I think there's, I want to answer that, but I want to go back really quickly to a couple of things Gabby mentioned, just maybe reemphasize. So one is consistency. Like you have to be consistent. Now it doesn't mean that you have to do it every day. It really depends on the person, but it just, it means that you can't be, Hey, I'm going to be on this week and I'll be off for two weeks. And I'll come back. It just doesn't work. Like if you look at your engagement metrics, when that happens, they tank and then you just can never really sustain that growth. Um, from a, going back to sort of what's the value to uh, the company, I mean, it's LinkedIn specifically is the best place right now, um, at least we'll see how long it lasts, but to still get organic traction um, that you can't really get anywhere else. And if you know, you got a company of, say, whatever, it's assume you're a tech startup with 100 people and half of your employee base wants to engage and each of them has five, you know, 500 uh, connections. Well, you just got yourself an audience of, you know, 25,000 people that you've got access to that you wouldn't have. Otherwise, most company pages don't have that. Um, so there's that. As far as how to balance it, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Mario, where you have to do both. Where, I mean, 
I've done the test. A bunch of other people I know have done them where if you don't engage with other people's content and all you do is put stuff out, your numbers will keep going down and down and down, right? Because LinkedIn um, rewards, I mean, all social networks reward engagement through reward eyeballs. And when you engage with other people, it gives them reason to come look at you and come reason to look at yours and then they'll comment back. It becomes kind of a, it's a, you know, reciprocal type of thing, even though you're not like, you're not saying, hey, I'll comment on yours if you comment on mine. We're not talking about creating pods, which I hate, by the way. Um, Agreed. I've but been in a few of them. <laughs> I've always jumped all? ship. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, I the way I do it personally is I'm starting to kind of create dedicated time during the day and during the week where I say, okay, this is my time to just go and engage with other people. And then with my own content, I'll schedule it out ahead of time. So I'll use Hootsuite and I'll, you know, schedule out a week to maybe two weeks worth of content out there. Um, and then I'll obviously, I, I also make sure that I engage with anybody that comments on my stuff. That's the other important thing. Sometimes people will do the whole, like, oh, okay, I don't have time to do it all the time. I'll just schedule it out. But then they never respond to comments, which is another big mistake. Yeah, I think that's, and, and it, when you say respond to comments, I want to be clear because a lot of people will do copy paste or be like, nice post or whatever. Yeah, that's thank like, you for posting. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, okay. what do you say to that? It's like, no, you're, you're here to have, like, have a conversation. A lot of that, and this is my fear right now, is that marketers are going to kill uh, LinkedIn, like we've done to a lot of other <laughs> channels. So it's now a lot more people are jumping on board and you're starting to see a lot more fluff content. Like you start to see like over and over again, things like, oh, I'm here to add value. How are you adding value? It's like, okay. So if you, if you have to say you're adding value, then are you really adding value? You, know, that's, you just that's... see a lot of these posts and you're like, oh my God, this is going to start turning into another Facebook minus the politics, hopefully. And I, I want to add a couple more things here and then I, and then um, not to hog the airway airways, Mario. <laughs> No, um, go ahead. Tell us. A couple of things that that as Mike was talking that have come to mind. So, you know, you hear often, oh, you're you're only as good as your network, or your your net worth is is your network or something. You know, I've seen that quite a bit on LinkedIn and Mario, you're you're nodding, which means you know what I'm saying I've here. I've heard that more than a handful of times. Right, right. Now, I don't know that I completely and one hundred percent agree with it. I think that there's um some truth to it, but it's not it's not, um, you know, the holy grail as far as I'm concerned. Now, if you want to debate me on that, we can we can take it offline. But but I, I think there's truth to it, but there's more to it than that. Um, like Mike was saying, you know, definitely engaging with your network. At the end of the day, if you have connected with somebody, whether they're a personal or professional contact or somebody whom you're trying to, you know, cultivate for new biz opportunities or partnership opportunities, you know, give them a reason to want to keep you in their network. So, you know, yes, put out content. Yes, put out things that that you like and that are valuable to you and that mean something to somebody else, but also connect with them, you know, and 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 get to know them and, you know, comment and engage with them on their posts. Another thing that I will throw out there as a way to expand your network, this this might be um you know, for for very savvy LinkedIn users, this is this is a not anything new or revelatory. But for somebody who's maybe not as savvy with LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn utilizes hashtags as most social networks do. You know, you can use hashtags on any social network these days. But it's a really 
an amazing way to expand your network and talk to people whom you may not be connected to, but you guys have an interest in a similar topic. You guys have um, something in common. So look at hashtags, search them, you know, search with, search through them on LinkedIn, utilize them in your content and see how that expands your network into connecting with people outside of who you're already connected to. Because there's often this idea that as marketers, we connect to other marketers. As salespeople connect with other salespeople. You know, so whatever industry you're in, you're going to have a predominantly high um network of people in your same industry. And that's always very helpful and, and very useful for learning and growing and standing out in your industry or being connected in your industry. But oftentimes in business, especially if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, whatever that may be, um, you want to target people outside of your industry, right? I don't, I love marketers and I love connecting with them, but at the end of the day, I'm not selling my service to them necessarily. I'm selling it to people in other industries. So utilize hashtags in order to grow outside of your network and connect with people that either, you know, are in your target ICP or people that just might share an, a common interest that you have that you can um, really, you know, jam on online. That's a great tip. And I love that. It's true. You connect with people who are in the same space a lot of the times because you see those commonalities mm -hmm. and people throw connection requests back and forth. But at the end of the day, if you're connect, if you're a marketer and you're connected to a bunch of other marketers, you're probably not going to be doing a lot of business with those people that are there. So that's when you have to you know, be strategic. And from an audience cultivation perspective, look at how do you generate an audience of people who are interested in what you're doing and become engaged with your content? And that's something that we can talk about uh, in a casual conversation that we're going to do here in a few minutes that people will be able to find on Facebook, YouTube, all those places, and also be re-released -re here on the podcast in the near future. So Mike and Gabby, thank you so much for being here, not only today, but in yesterday's episode as well. I've had so much fun chatting with you and learning more about Proofpoint Marketing, which is your marketing company. People can find you at proofpoint.marketing so they can go there and see everything you're up to and subscribe to your new podcast, which at the time of this recording just recently launched, which I'm super excited for you to be in the space and be putting out great content uh, around your passion and your business as well. So thank you so much for being here and uh, let's do it again soon. Wonderful. Thanks, Mario. Thanks, Mario. Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.